Hello everybody and welcome to the very first episode of Suze! Suze! This podcast is me, comedian Suze Kempner, talking about my favourite subject, which is films. Uh, Just be grateful I wasn't talking about my second favourite subject, which was dressage. So today I'm joined by comedian Eleanor Morton. Eleanor and I met via The Weirdos, a comedy collective that we're a part of. She played Ginny in a recreation of Harry Potter that The Weirdos did. And I played various characters, including Taylor Swift and Super Mario, who I'm sure you will remember from the Harry Potter universe. We talked today about Hot Fuzz, Pocahontas, Ren and Stimpy, Andy Sandberg, and her illicit affair with Michael McIntyre. I hope you will enjoy. Eleanor, thank you so much for joining me on Suzon Film. Oh, you're very welcome, Suze. We just had a fantastic breakfast. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by The Breakfast Club because it's the only reason we're alive. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Delicious. And occasionally you'll hear us drinking Starbucks because we are consumers. Do you know when you were a kid what your favourite film was? Do you remember? Ah, uh, probably something like Pocahontas or Anastasia. Ah, animation. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a classic Disney or, or closest relative mm-hmm. about a girl who was a bit different and she, you know, she didn't really know where she was going in the world. Um, mm. But then like some leaves came along and there was like a song about it and then she felt better. And, and then the... there was like a really hot man as well. Yeah, yeah. Pocahontas is weird, isn't it? It's because she's kind of the most characterless. Yeah, she's like she looks princess. like uh, one of those brat dolls with the big yeah. puffy lips, and she just she does. She's meant to be a Native American, but she looks kind of like she's a supermodel, I just heard, a nineties supermodel. Well, I heard they based her on Naomi Campbell, mm. a bit on um, the woman who plays her, who is Native American. Okay, right. And then someone else as well, who also is Native American. Right. And so she ended up looking like that, which is like, not. Yeah, she doesn't look like because the rest of them are drawn fairly. Yeah, standard. everyone else looks Native yeah. American. And the Poe she like none of it is true to the actual story. Apparently, nope. there was a John Smith and there was a Poe but wasn't she like ten? She yeah, she was ten, and he was not. He did not look like a runway model either. He was like this bearded middle aged guy, mm. and he probably made up the story (laughs) basically he wrote this letter about like how he was in trouble and then like this indian girl saved him and he was like and then everyone praised me and i was great so it's probably like not that that good john smith and they make um they're sort of a central villain i know that's very disney and it is a kid's film but Mm. There wasn't, like, a central villain. Yeah, well, they keep doing that, though. They keep choosing actual historical things to make. Like, Anastasia as well. Yeah. That was, like, a really weird choice. Very strange, because there's all the the myth mythos surrounding Princess Anastasia. Yeah, I got obsessed with that as well. Which I did, but I didn't realise... Like, I've done very little research on it. I don't do much research on anything, really. But they, oh, boy, <laughs> well, I have. <laughs> like, maybe you can explain this. I, like, I was under the impression that it was fairly ambiguous what happened to her. But then I did... Like, about five minutes of reading that basically said, oh, yeah, she was definitely killed. Yeah, yeah she was definitely it's killed. kind of like, uh, it was ambiguous if you wanted to believe that kind mm. of thing and you wanted to believe that they didn't all die horribly, which is quite a sad way to go. Horrible. And also, they didn't have any DNA at that point in time. Oh, and, like, because everything yeah. was so, um, 
messed up anyway and there was no like real organisational skills it was almost believable that she could have escaped but at the same time it was like yeah she probably didn't and this woman definitely isn't her (laughs) did they find people then who were like I am Princess Anastasia yeah there was like more than one there was like five different so the one that's amazing the one that this is sort of based on was a woman called Anna Anderson who was this Polish factory worker who got injured in a um in an explosion in the factory injured Mm. her head got like really bad depression tried to commit suicide, got found, taken to this mental hospital. And then this woman was like, oh, you look a bit like Princess Anastasia. And she was like, okay, I guess that's who I am now. Oh, really? And then she totally ran with it. And like, even when her family came to see her, she was like, no, don't know you guys. Um, And even other members of the royal family were like, yeah, okay, we think she might be Anastasia. Right. And so like, that's why she got away with it for so long, because people really wanted to believe it was true. Because it's quite romantic. It is. Oh, and conspiracy theories are really, mm. like, seductive. Oh, we, yeah. There's a conspiracy... I got really into 9-11 oh, conspiracy yeah. theories because I wanted to debunk them all because they're fucking stupid. Yeah. But there's there's one, there's a conspiracy theory that it doesn't work because it definitely didn't happen, mm. that a guy, as the buildings fell, he went, I'm going to grab onto this bit of debris and he, like, rode the <laughs> explosion down. Not explosion, the you know the falling of the, the wave he like rode it down and landed on top of the debris and it was like it definitely didn't happen but i've met people who go oh yeah did you hear about the, the guy that this happened yeah and this one way like a dog um jumped at just the right time and oh, like yeah. what was a dog doing on like the 80th floor <laughs> <laughs> it's a financial company there's a photocopy <laughs> it's the dog boss but there was also a thing about um fake identities with 9-11 as well, because there have been people yeah, who claimed they, yes. that they were there and they weren't, mm. which is the same kind of thing as the Anastasia thing. It's like they like attention-seeking compulsive liars yeah. who like, start believing their own thing. And because people like are seduced by conspiracy, yeah. they go, oh, brilliant, I want to believe it. Yeah, of course you do, yeah. When like, I hear a conspiracy theory, mm. the first thing I want to do is go, right, let's make sure this is a lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, as a kid, you loved... Yeah. Did you love Disney in general? Or um, was Contest your favourite? Yeah, I think Pod Contest because we uh, we didn't have uh, a lot of money okay. when I was growing up, so we my mum would always buy us the um, the the straight to DVD one. Yeah. So I had, <laughs> Return of Jafar. Yeah, exactly. So I had like that Pod Contest was one of the few um, uh, originals that we had, mm. and then yeah, we had um, Aladdin and the King of Thieves. Oh which yeah, is the third one about the third, his dad. Which is better. Yeah, than Return of Jafar. Oh yeah, definitely. And then we had uh, Lion King two, Simba's Prize. What happens in Lion King two? Um, it's it? a sort of Romeo and Juliet thing. So like mm. Simba, Simba's uh, daughter falls in love with the a bad lion. Oh, is um, it one of Scar's kids? Yeah, it's implied. Although I always thought he was gay. I was gonna say yeah. There's no way Scar has. <laughs> he um, never wanted to do it with a woman lion. Yeah, and also I'm pretty sure they're all related. Yeah, it? <laughs> it's lions. But and then what were the other ones? Uh, I feel bad now saying we didn't have a lot of money. We were fine. But, like, <laughs> but no, you but my mum wasn't buying us like the latest DVD every. No, my parents were the same. And and videos. It was videos when I was a kid. You know, it was videos. I can remember. Uh, a Christmas present from my mum when I was five she got me The Little Mermaid on video yeah. and I watched it till it was just fuzz that was one we didn't have and I would have been well, we did have the second one right oh when it's um, uh, her daughter, her daughter again. and she's like it's like called Back to the Sea <laughs> this is why you so remember when Tom Tuck did his straight to DVD show which I wish I'd seen oh, I yeah, heard well, about well, it I, I saw it I didn't actually know at the time so I was just mm. watching but I was so like Oh god, finally someone who understands. I wish I'd seen <laughs> it so much. 
<laughs> it's good. It's very good. <laughs> but yeah, lots of lots of Disney, uh, Star Wars, the originals. Ah, which I didn't see till I was about sixteen. They re-released them around about the time I was like. I want to say four because the first film I saw in the cinema was the first Star Wars. Well, not Phantom Menace. No, no, the fourth one. Oh, so, yeah. okay, okay. So, the first so one it was the, the original. New hope. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was kind of cool. That was a cool thing to see in the cinema. Mm. Oh, I don't remember it. I think I was too old to see yeah. Star Wars when I first saw it because I was 16, 17. And oh, I yeah, I can like, imagine it would be really stupid if you were. I, I loved Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah, as that a kid. was another one, yeah. And Star Wars is very Indiana Jones in space. And I watched it, and I can remember thinking, well, this is a lot of fun. Mm. But I, I had expected to see the greatest films ever made. Mm. Sorry, guys, just not that into Star Wars. Wow, can't believe she said it. Uh, but yeah, Indiana Jones was also, they had it, I think I think as well, ITV did a whole series when I was about eight or nine, where mm. they re-showed every Star Wars, like every weekend. Right. And they did that with Indiana Jones as well. Okay. So we were big fans. And then Young Indiana Jones, did you ever see that one? Yeah, with, um, isn't it? Walking Dead Phoenix. River Phoenix. River Phoenix. Doesn't he play young Indiana Jones? I think he Sorry only, for saying Dead Phoenix. Definitely. I think he only played him in the film, and I think it was someone else. Ah. But I might be wrong. I don't know. The only one I've seen is River Phoenix, and it shows him how he gets scared of snakes. It's like, I didn't need to see the origin story of yeah. how this phobia developed. No, but that's in The Last Crusade, isn't it? Oh, maybe. Because uh, yeah, he I is think young. This up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then there's another. Oh, there's a whole other yes, series. He's in Last Crusade. Where there's a whole other series where they just decide to do like what he did when he was a teenager. Mm. Um, and it was called The Young Indian Jones. I think they showed it on Sky Movies. And a friend of mine who I was at school with, yeah. I was about, I'd, we'd have been about 13, he saved up and would buy them all on video. Aww. had them all on video. And then it turned out he was. He fancied the guy play, who wasn't River Phoenix, it was just a film. But he fancied the guy playing Young Indiana Aww. Jones, and he hadn't come out. And, but he was like, I can, I can own a little bit of. This. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Is he okay and now? It, yeah, I think so. He's probably, he's probably not even into that guy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it's like when you see your old teenage crushes. Mm. <laughs> so you watch those films a lot as a kid. Do you remember? So this is a weird question, but yeah. Uh, my show this year, Sue's on Film, is about how when I was 16, I hit 16, and suddenly I saw films, I viewed films the way an adult views films. Yeah. Even though I'd seen um, adult films yeah. before I was 16, I viewed them how a child views yeah. it. So I watched Jaws and Aliens yeah. when I was a kid, but I viewed them how a kid would watch them. When I was 16, I think I started to view things like an adult would. And I saw Scorsese films. Can I just say before, oh, yeah. a, a little tangent, you did ha you owned the cat from Alien, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I told my Alien. sister and she was so excited. <laughs> a lot of people don't believe me. So yeah, my mum had, we have a family friend who lives in our area, uh, in Surrey, who has a company that gets animals for film and TV and stage and they needed a ginger cat that could hiss on camera that was alright to be handled by humans but they could get it to hiss quite easily without distressing it and my mum was like, we have the, the meanest ginger <laughs> cat and so yeah, Jonesy in Aliens, the 86 film, mm -hmm. is my cat Boris That's so cool! Do you want to know how they got him to hiss? Uh, yeah They, it's pretty exciting stuff They, um had behind a curtain another cat oh. and then they put the camera on Boris and just opened the curtain <laughs> and the other cat was like revealed in a in a cat box going like oh god and Boris was a big mean cat and he just hissed and he did it every take 
So but good acting. You thought he was hissing at an alien. No, I. I mean, <laughs> so he was just a dick. It turns out. Yeah, he was not a nice cat. And people go. People either think I'm lying, because and they try and, try and catch me out. They're like, look, the film's thirty years old. That cat will be dead by now. I'm like, well, yeah, of course he is. But he was still my cat yeah. when he was alive. He's been, he's been dead twenty years. When he was alive. <laughs> um, so, or or they think. Um, or they think like it's really awful for me that he's dead now. They go, oh my God, oh God I'm really sorry. Like, it's okay, A, it was, it's a cat. Yeah. Like, family pets are important, but you don't think of, it's not like it was a sister this or something. Is, this is really sad, but my sister's gerbil is basically dying just now. Oh no, it is sad. I'm so sorry. Well, no, the thing is, it is sad, but we have had about 20 of them, and they all tend to die the same way, and my sister always gets <laughs> what, upset. No, just sort of like, they all just kind of, you know, they end up getting tumours, or they just um, kind of yeah. waste away. and like They don't live long, No, they, they don't live long at all, and like, she always gets so upset, and I'm always um. like, maybe you should stop if you can't deal with... Yeah, this keeps happening. It happens every time. It's like if you keep going out with a bad boy boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. She's like, why is it happening? It's like, because they keep buying gerbils. This gerbil, they will die. Um, they the, just time to change the pet. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, the thing, I I didn't have that experience because I was talking mm. about, a bit about this in my show. Oh, uh, your show is? Angry Young Woman. Okay. Um, but the point was that um, I am really into film. I'm mm-hmm. also super anxious, and I have OCD <laughs> and uh, anxiety. And when I was um, like late teenagers, when it really like got me really hard, I had like, a, a proper breakdown. I so I had a really bad spell right. when I was seven mm-hmm. and seven to eight, and but we didn't know what it was. And then right. it kind of was a bit dormant, and I was just a bit stressed for about ten years. And then when I was mm-hmm. about eighteen, nineteen, um, it happened again, like really bad because I was going right. to uni and stuff. And basically, it meant I was so anxious that I couldn't watch anything sad or dramatic or oh, so peril or trauma in it. Right. So I didn't watch any good films. Were you like, like, put on Pocahontas, turn off the exactly, But that was exactly it. I was just right. watch like childhood films or um, just like shitty films mm-hmm. because, or chick flicks and stuff like that. Okay. Because like nothing, and they, they would never be very good, but they also, you would, you'd always know that nothing horrible was going to happen in them. That's really interesting. Yeah. So, so we like put the princess diaries on and that. Yeah, one. exactly. <laughs> and so I just felt really, I, I felt annoyed because I, I wanted to watch all these really good films, but mm-hmm. I couldn't because I just was not in a good place for anything that was, like I didn't read any books okay. like that either, you know. Right. I was only reading like very old, and I think even now I only read quite old books because mm-hmm. um, modern books, I don't know, there's something about like I get more involved with the, the upsetting bits of them because mm. they are modern. It's so weird. Um, no, I, I delicate flower. I don't think you're a delicate flower. <laughs> I think I'm just someone who's like I'm dead inside. So for me, I'm like I can only feel alive if I'm seeing things getting gutted on screen. But, um, but I am, I am uh, getting. So yeah, I'm watching everything now. Mm. I've only just started to catch up now. Because you have so much to catch up. Yeah, on. and I all went, these upsetting films. Exactly, so much trauma. But yeah. I, so the fact that I went to film school as well. Was embarrassing. Ah, so it was. So they'd all be going. Yeah, I've just seen the latest yeah, Tarantino. Exactly, and I'd be like, I can't watch it because I have a panic attack. <laughs> Ella Enchanted <laughs> yeah. was a film. Oh my god, you have no idea. <laughs> but also, I went. I went to film school to learn how to write comedy. Mm. So I'd seen all the comedy. Okay. So I felt confident about that. But um, obviously, yeah, it's not as traumatic cool. comedies. It, yeah, and but, also, but co- yeah, less of them. Yeah, and also like like Italian film students aren't aren't interested in watching like. Mel Blanc, Mel Blanc, who I mean? Mel Blanc, Bugs Bunny. Mel Brooks. Oh, Mel Brooks, yeah, yeah. They're not interested in watching Mel Brooks, they mm-hmm. want to watch, like, yeah, like, not even Tarantino, but, like, I don't know, someone really fucked up. 
yeah, yeah. Because that's like Sam Peckinpah and stuff. Yeah, like because it. it's if it's serious, it's like better somehow. Yes. Which I also hate because I'm very like I always think comedy's just as bad. Definitely. As I, I went to um, uh, a film. I did a film degree as mm. well. That took me ages to say. I went to. Um, <laughs> what is what so, was it? Degree in film, and <laughs> it was in script writing. But yeah, we were all eighteen-year-olds, yeah. and you didn't go to Bournemouth, did you? No, you no, went I went to London. Met film school. Of course, yeah, I went to Bournemouth Uni, and yeah, that's right, yeah. we were uh, the, it was, we only sort of dedicated script writing degree in the country at that time. But we mm-hmm. went back quite a while. Um, we were on the first day. Everyone had to go round. All thirty of us on the course had to go round and say what our favourite film was and the film we wish we'd written oh. and so many people were like this is 2003 so so many people <laughs> were going yeah, um, same answer for both and it's Donnie Darko <laughs> and uh, there was one girl who said I wish I'd written Save the Last Dance and I remember thinking I want to be your friend <laughs> she did she did turn out to not be very good oh. at script writing or know very much about film but I really liked the fact that she went yeah, save the last dance. Yeah, it's like I might want to. Just you know, just, just good for you. Good she for you. all she wanted to do was write a chick flick. I I did go and to. And she turned out to be Tina Fey. No, I don't, I don't <laughs> think she ever. Wow. She, I don't think she ever made a splash on the film. But chick flicks, I would love to write a chick flick because mm. I don't think they're that. I I don't disparage chick flicks at all. No. And I think that there's. But I I think it's sad that if, if that's all you want to write. Yeah, and it's sad if you can't connect with other. Yeah, films, yeah, yeah. You like. should be a film because, like, so many good chick flicks rely on other genres. Yeah. Um, yeah, you look bri- bridesmaids. Yeah. Would fall under chick flick, but that's a film about uh, female friendship and the changing nature yeah. of you as you sort of are in your thirties. And... Yeah. Well, this is the thing. It's like chick flick is meant to be dis- disparaging because mm. it's meant to be like if a film's only aimed at women, it's not as good. Yeah. Which is stupid because women make up most film audiences. Yes. And theatre audiences and comedy audiences. Yeah, and we're more than half the human race. Yep, so... Uh, Why is that? <laughs> Why are there more women than men? Uh, I don't even know. I guess uh, if I did some maths, it would be like, yeah, you need more women. I think because... it's something like 50.1% or something. Yeah, no, it's, it's small, but, but is it because, maybe because women, like, we can only carry one child at a time. Ah, yeah. Whereas men can have ten... Kids yes. at time. So even if there was ten men and ten women, oh, I don't know. I can't figure it out. I think that's about right. I think when we were cave people, yeah. which is a bit of science for you, <laughs> uh, <laughs> readers, uh, when we were cavey people, um, I think women would have multiple partners yeah. in a night. Oh, so right. a woman, because because as as you know, Eleanor and um, I certainly do. as we do most weekends, you can a woman could get through ten men in a she, night, and I think can. it was so the the most potent sperm would right, and then and then she'd have the best kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then your your champion swimmers would be like. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, it gave you lots of options. Okay. Whereas, but I I don't like the idea of that becoming the norm again now. No. I think no. I'd get tired and be left with <laughs> a lot of feelings I don't really like. Really tiring. And I'd then have a baby which I'd be like, oh, I can't look after this, I live with my mum, I've got to do Edinburgh. Yeah, and then also <laughs> ten potential dads. I mean, that would be a great yeah. chick flick though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's a, maybe we've just found a hole in the, you could do the movie industry. Yeah, like a... There needs to be a new chick flick where it's like, and it's called Who's the Daddy? Who's the Daddy? Let's keep this broad. Okay. Copyright. Who would play the woman? Um, someone who had, who'd have 
one kid with ten dads. I think. I think Who's hot I can right now? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I'm, I'm going back a bit, but I'm thinking like Jessica Alba or something like that. But I, I don't think so. I think it's going to be someone a bit goofier, like Anna Kendrick. Yeah, that, yeah, that could work. She's or, adorable. Aubrey Plaza. I like Aubrey her. Plaza. She actually, I can imagine her as a cave girl. It would have to be someone who's got like a good strong brow. And she <laughs> she does. She does. Heavy brow. Yeah, I can see that. Aubrey Plaza. That's really good. And then all the guys. There'd be like an amazing SNL alumna. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the main one would be someone like, oh God, what's his name? The one who's the lead in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Andy <gasps> Samberg. I, oh my God, I've got such a crush on Me too. Oh my God. Oh, have have you, there, so there's a film called <laughs> <laughs> We're Girls, talking about oh, guys we fancy on my podcast about film. Um, have you seen a film? It's on Netflix, so you can check it out. Even Celeste and Jesse forever, and he's Jesse. Do, do, do. Oh, it's Rashida uh, Jones. Rashida Jones. Oh, Rashida yeah, like Jones. She, yeah, it's oh, it's lovely. They play a couple who've just separated, but they still live together and are like best mates. Oh, and he's cool. blatantly still in love with her, oh. and she can't really let him go, even though she wants to be with somebody else. And then it's just really intelligent, and I suppose that would be considered a chick yeah. flick. It, yeah, I've never heard of it. I should definitely watch it. It's that. really gorgeous. I can't believe it's five years old. Oh, written it's by. So it's written by. Rashida Jones and Will McCormack. Uh, Isn't he Will and Grace? No. No. That's someone He's else. <laughs> just a writer, I think. And he wrote Toy Story 4. Oh. It's her husband. So they wrote it together. Anyway, it's really worth checking out. But that's a very... That would be considered chick flick. Yeah. It's super smart. Yeah. And it's got this... It's this weird thing where it's a tiny little story, but it's kind of super profound. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Well, any film that's, like, women-centred, even... Mm. I mean, one of my favourite films, which is probably not as good as I think it is, but mm. it's just like quite an old, forgotten kind of chick flick, is uh, Heartbreakers. Oh my god! I've Right, I know literally, now I know two, my my ex used to love Heartbreakers, and so he used to watch it all the time with his mum, which I think is a bit weird. But, <laughs> yeah. but I love that film. I, I love think Heartbreakers is amazing. If you've not seen it, it's Sigourney Weaver and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yes. And she looks amazing in that film. I was a little bit obsessed with her outfit. I was, I was, I was obsessed. <laughs> Sorry, we were talking about uh, Heartbreakers. Yeah, so it's about, and they play this a mother and daughter um, con men who try and uh, con rich men out of their money. And this is really funny. And it's, it's great, isn't I it? I don't know, I just really like it. It's really gripping and a great film to watch with your mum. <laughs> it, it's just, I don't know what it is. I think they're, I think they're a great... I think it's nicely written and mm. it's got Gene Hackman being really funny. Yes. It's got a young Jason, what's his name? Jason Lee. Yes. Who has a little bit disappeared and I think it's because he's he's a Scientologist. I, I think it worked say, not in his favour. Do you think so? I think it's one of those where it didn't work Because he wasn't fam- famous enough when he got into it. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He'd done um, My Name Is Earl, which is a, he does a fantastic performance. It's really good. And he's kind of gone. He's kind of gone. He has come Oh wait, no, you know what he's in? Oh, what is it? Um, the Chipmunks. Oh yeah, he's, he's, he's Alvin in the Chipmunks. He used to make, he used to play like he when he was Kevin Smith. That's who kind of yeah comments. He was a skateboarding champion, wasn't he? And Kevin Smith put him in was he? Rats. Yeah, he was no very. Uh, so he wasn't an actor. No, not really. And he, I, mean, I think he obviously wanted to get into it, but he's yeah. very natural, funny performer. Yeah, but he's in Heartbreakers. I think you know who else is in that. 
Zach Galifianakis and Sarah Silverman. Oh my god, they're, yeah. They're his friends at the bar. And I didn't know who Sarah Silverman mm. was. When I saw it, I was only about 16, I think, when it came out at the cinema. I saw it with my friend. And we were horrible about Sarah Silverman because she's rubbish in it. Yeah, well, she, she can't deliver a line in it. It's really weird. She's just kind of awkwardly there. Yes. And so is that Galifianakis, actually? Yeah, I don't remember. They must have been friends with the writer. And they, he was I think like. Maybe they were like just joining SNL. Yeah, I think they were very. Put in it to make it appeal Early to on. But yes, yeah, like Sarah Silverman has to deliver. Basically, I think Jennifer Love Hewitt at one point. I must watch this film again. I'm going to watch this film at again. At one point, Jennifer 100%. Love Hewitt goes, Oh, because Jason Lee owns this beautiful bar. Yeah. And she goes, Oh, he owns this bar. And Sarah Silverman just has to say, Yeah, his dad left it to him. That's all she has to yeah. say. And she goes, Yes, dad left it to him. <laughs> I remember turning to my friend and going, She's the worst actor I've ever seen. 16 year old snarky offer. The amazing Sarah Silverman. Well, I've she... never seen her give a bad performance since, must Well, say. <laughs> I just, uh, I just, I can't remember where I, I think I saw it on TV, like Channel 5 played it. Ah, okay. So I was like, What is this? I love it. This is great. It really keeps you guessing. And Anne Bancroft is in it. Oh, yes, so she is. She's in it. And yeah, I won't give away the ending, but. uh... And you know who she's married to? Mel Brooks! (laughs) R.I.P. Amber Brooks! This podcast's working out great. I'm so glad we scripted it in full before (laughs) we did it. So, we're going to talk about this is all a preamble to us talking about the film of your choice. Yes, sorry, it's my phone. Was that your phone? I thought it was my computer. Oh, I can't afford to get a terrible phone. Which is. (laughs) Eleanor's phone costs £20. £20, and it it was a bad. (laughs) It's on silent. It's like a 1980s phone. Um. So yeah, yeah. So we, I like to concentrate on one film a week that we really riff on. Okay. Uh, and Heartbreakers is a close second to your choice. Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. So Hot Fuzz. Yes. Two thousand seven. Yes. Uh, directed by Edgar Wright, the second in the Cornetto trilogy. It was, and definitely for me, preferable. You prefer it to Shaun of the Dead. I prefer of the Dead. Mm. I don't know why. I think I like a film. I'm not into zombies. Okay. I'm not into chase films. Right. I'm much more into... And you know what, this actually... the thing. So I really like westerns. Ah. And I think this is more like a western, actually, than it a cop is, movie. It is, isn't it? In, right down to... Um, doesn't uh, Nick Frost dress as a cowboy? Yeah. Yeah, and I think there's yeah. definitely other elements, like hints that suggest... You know, and it's kind of like he's the new kid in town... Yes. Kind of, and it's and they are in the West, like they're in the West Country. Yeah, that's really so, true. So, uh, yeah, for me, I, I think it's got a lot of Western elements, but I just think everything about it for me really hits the mark. It is so funny, it is so well done, it's so, all the acting, it's so quotable. Me and my sister quote it to each other all the time, hmm. um, and everyone in it is great. Yeah. I guess there's not enough, I mean, if, if I'm going to make uh, a criticism... I could make the one that I do for every film. Not enough, <laughs> not enough women in it, but yes, I can, and and the women that are in it, there's like they're either sluts or old hags. Yeah, and, and they're all a bit weirdly sexed. Yes, um, but they're great. You know, there's well, who is it? Oh, um, brilliant! Like Billy Whitelaw, I love her in it as uh, the florist. Oh yeah. Oh, you know, well, I mean, yeah. So there's some really good, and then there's obviously Olivia Coleman and yes. back when she was way more famous for comedy, and Alice mm. Sloan. Oh she's yeah, she's like Mr. Skinner. Skinner. Yeah, <laughs> so that's fun. But you know, again, like obviously they didn't really use much of her, and she's obviously great. No, there's sort of a load of great bit parts Cameos, for females. Yeah, yeah. Females, females, females or we should be calling them ladies. Ladies, <laughs> like lady uh, actors. Oh, who else is that? Lucy. 
Oh, oh, Lucy Punch. I love Lucy her. Punch. Yeah, she's, she's so fan. funny. I feel sorry that she often has to play that kind of role, but she's so good yeah. too. Yeah, she's amazing. She can do that kind of sneering... Big, big-toothed kind of yeah. girl. But she's, Great love. She's so funny. She was in... So, you know, I was talking about Annie Griffin earlier. Yes. The director I worked with. So she yeah. did a film called Festival. Did you ever watch that? Was this the one set in Edinburgh? Yeah. And, and there's Lucy some really um, in, intensely yucky sex scenes in it. Yeah, I think so. Well, I, can't, I actually haven't seen it since I was about... I saw that film when I was still at school, so before I'd been to the Fringe. Oh, okay. But, like, I was like, oh, this is where I live. <laughs> I know that place. Um, anyway, so she... In that... She, bless you. <laughs> Thank in you. In that she plays... Um, she plays uh, like a like a rubbishy female comedian who's like ah. just a bit kind of like sexy and naughty and that's what she's doing really well. <laughs> but she's so funny at right. it. Right. Uh, yeah. So she's great. Simon Pegg's great. Who else is great? I mean, everyone's great. Bill Bailey. I'm a massive fan of. So yes. To him. Yes. I lo- I really like his twist. Turns out to be the twins. He's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. It's great. Uh, also, and also, there's a great detail. Um, he is so one of the twins. The reason you can tell them apart, apart from the hair, mm. is that one of the twins is re- reading a book by Ian Banks, and the other one's reading a book by Ian M. Banks. <laughs> and they're the same people, <laughs> but he it. has different names depending on the genre he's writing. I see. Yeah. Oh, that's very good. So that's cool. I love that they do. Edgar Wright is great for detail. Like yeah. That. Well, also just the directing style as well. I love. Mm. I love the pacing. I love the cuts, the edits. I love. The way it's put together as a story, I think it's so mm. strong. It's got a lot of heart as it's well. It's got a lot of heart, and it's just it's it's like the best of British, I think, for me. Yeah, it's got so much great um, comedy in it. You know, I just think like a, a film that's not afraid to punch an old woman in the face. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah there's a certain level of uh, gender equality in that because <laughs> we shouldn't punch anyone in the face, no. male or female, and they don't care no, whether yeah. they are male or female. Yeah, it's just. I don't know. I mean, think of anything like Jim Broadbent, obviously. Yes. Very good. Big fat bushy beard. Big fat bushy it's beard. It's very quotable, isn't it? It's very quotable. The the two Andes are two of my favourites. Yes. I um, like the fact that um uh I can't remember his name now. It's really bad. Ruth. Paddy Constantine. Yeah. Um, he plays his Andy like. De Niro, but with a West Country accent. <laughs> <laughs> He's literally like play. He, if you if you want to go back and watch Hot Fuzz again, readers, you'll notice that he's playing it like seventies De Niro, and that, I think that's with, <laughs> with an accent. I remember him. Uh, I remember Ray F- uh, Spall, yes. Timothy Spall's who plays the other one, yeah. saying he was really intimidated because obviously Paddy Constantine's like this sort of proper actor, and yeah, like, he lots yeah. of really great films, and he was like. I'm just this sort of random kid who's like, He was young, wasn't he? He, he was, was probably young, yeah. early 20s. Yeah, so. yeah, and I think... Uh, so he was, like, really anxious about doing all those scenes with this really cool oh, guy. Oh, that's nice. But I think they're so good together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because everyone around here sells raspberries, don't they? <laughs> um, everyone in their mums everyone packing around here. Packing around here. <laughs> um, I hadn't watched it for years, because I saw it... I, I was oh god this is, this story will probably end up getting cut because it's actually quite boring I'll tell it anyway <laughs> I was in, doing my first ever professional job ten years ago in Ionapa is boring that ball yawnsville it was uh, I was in Ionapa as a Christina Aguilera tribute Wait, where is Ionapa uh, Cyprus okay yeah the east coast of Cyprus you sort of go across the water. Uh, in any direction, and you'll go to Egypt, Israel, or Turkey. Um, but I didn't go to any of them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Iron Apple, we didn't have massive internet access. There wasn't a cinema for um, English films around because it's just a club town, really, and we didn't have any Wi Fi in the flat. Uh, but you could buy pirate DVDs oh, in nice. shops. 
So I, <laughs> <laughs> they just sell them in shops. Were they quasi? They were like the quality you'd see on like a pirated one online now. Oh, okay. So they were fine. They weren't like DVD quality, they were totally fine. And I remember buying Hot Fuzz because I'd been desperate to see yeah. it. And it was the only way to see it. And I can remember watching it three times in a day. Yeah. On the, I didn't have a laptop. I had a portable DVD player. Oh, wow. It was a, what a pile of shit. Um, <laughs> but that's where I watched Hot Fuzz. Yeah. And I remember thinking, this is a bit of a game changer. Yeah. I loved it. Just, yeah, for me, I was like, whoa, like, British comedy could be so good. Yeah. What if it, it came out in 2007? And it was huge in America. Yeah. It, it came out in 2007. Mmm. So I was in 15. Okay. So I think I saw it in the cinema. But yeah, I just remember coming out Yes, wow, that's so cool. Because also, like, mm. I'm a bit lame. Like, I love stupid, like, action films where you yeah. just feel cool watching it. And I oh, like, yeah. yeah. I really pumped well, up. Well, I had that similar experience. That's my favourite cinema experience. You come out of it and feel like, I'm alive. I had that with both the Kill Bill films. Oh, yeah. And um, Mad Max. The yeah, Mad oh, Max. yeah. I came out of Mad Max Fury Road. And I was, like, fucking pumped. Yeah. I was, like, I wanted to drive my car really fast into something. Little power. <laughs> um, that it. was my first date with Jaws, actually, with Mad Max. Really? You went to see Mad Max with Jaws? Yeah, so we... So and Jaws Norris. <laughs> Hashtag. Um, so I was really popped up, but also at the same time I was like, oh, how's this going? Oh. oh <laughs> do you be, but were you... Okay, so I, like, I've, I've only been on two first dates, and one, the first date, he came out gay at the end of it. Oh. And he's not gay same anymore. Same for me. Really? No. I've only been on two first dates because I tend to be friends with the guy oh, yeah. for about six months to ten years first and sure. then I go out with him for a long time. Uh, but then the, the other first date was alright. But I would have been too distracted, I think, to enjoy a film. But yeah. was Mad Max good enough that you were Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I was still a bit distracted because <laughs> the cinema's a weird place for a first date anyway. Yes, isn't it? Because you're like, all you can do is think. But I was just like, you know what? I did want to see Mad Max. I'll see yeah. Mad Max. Um, what did Jaws think? I think he liked it, yeah. I mean, it's so hard to remember. I was mostly, I was mostly concerned because he he wasn't trying to touch me in any way at all. Oh. And I have been on dates. I went to see uh, at the Alan Partridge film. <laughs> you saw Alpha Papa with a with a very hands on guy. Oh right. Um, Okay. And uh, Eleanor just mouthed the words Michael McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that oh, was right. So was it, was, it was, it was, yeah. So I was a bit like, oh. Uh, and also, just I have been on dates with other guys where they just put their arm around you or whatever. Okay, yeah. Oh, uh, while you're watching the film, well, and Jaws didn't touch me at all. And I was like, okay. So does he like me? Was he just, it's Jaws though. I can imagine yeah, no, exactly. he was like juggling. I think I just wasn't used to. Um, a man who's not trying to fill you up <laughs> yeah. trying to do something Why else. are you respecting me? This is so off Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, I came out with that one. Weirdly as well, this is going to sound really stupid, but I, I am into silly action films and I just love, I wish there were so more more stupid films for women like mm. this. But one of the ones that really made me, and I was quite young at the time as well, when I came out with it, I thought I was going to be really scared by it. And I just came out thinking that was the best thing I've ever seen. It was right. like the first Pirates of the Caribbean film. Oh, no. Do you know what? It's great. It is such it's, a good film. It's tainted by what follows Yeah, it. yeah. Um, this is the thing. When people make a remake of a yeah. film, I don't think it taints the original. I think it's weird that people get yeah. berserk about remaking Ghostbusters women. Like, how does that ruin the original? It it's doesn't ruin the original unless, unless they recorded it onto the same film so it <laughs> yes. lost the original copy. All DVDs are now... <laughs> Defunct. They They're now turn into women. the women's one. Yeah, I like. Like I think. I don't think that does. It's when they 
I think it's when they put a shitty version of like if they've made Ghostbusters three with the original with cast. The, yeah, no, I agree. With, that with ruins dead it. Head head <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, like, that like ruined everyone it. being really old and schlobby and just like yeah. less funny. And... and also, Bill Murray. There's something kind of trumpy about his character in the original. Oh yeah, he's awful. He's the he, worst. Peter is. A creep. It's when he asks that girl at the beginning, are you in your period? Yeah, it's it's, like, he's gross. It. He's, um, you know my big crush in this, and this won't surprise you because of Andy Samberg, is <laughs> Harold Ramis. Of course. I just, like, <laughs> tall, geeky, awkward Jewish men yeah. who are very intellectual is he's, um, my jam. He's so endearing in that film. Oh, I, I think I... I he, in the cartoon, they made him have, like, I know, bleached blonde, hair. Yeah. And... They made him like a bit hipster. I yeah. Didn't like it. No, I think I imagine it was for copyright, so they couldn't. Um, I see. So, so that Harold Ramis couldn't see them. Right. Um, but uh, big, again, big Ghostbusters fan. So yeah. And okay. again, like Janine, I love the original Janine, mm. and she was great. I thought she was really feisty and fun. Um, yes, she's a good female character. I, and I then they ruined her in the second one, but we won't. I I only saw Ghostbusters two once. I heard a thing. So did I actually. I'm trying to think. Who said it? I can't. I can't remember who said it. I heard it fairly recently. They say that the original Ghostbusters yeah. is great because it's not about hunting ghosts. It's about friends yeah. starting a small business. Totally. Yeah. Whereas the second film isn't as good because it's just about guys hunting ghosts. Yeah, and it's also just, just a bit of a lazy rehash of the right. first one. And they changed Janine's character because at that point the cartoon had become really successful, ah. and in the cartoon she's a bit more cartoonish mm-hmm. and they just they changed her in the film to look like she did in the com- in the cartoon it was really That's weird so bizarre. and then they made her get off with um thing bob's character what's his name lewis tully oh um aquarid no no oh. uh tiny guy honey i shot, shot the kids oh oh well, rick moranis rick moranis yeah, 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 yeah. it was so upsetting because i was I like she, you forgot he was in the film. she's better than that you know she's yeah. she should be with 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 ego and that's very upset that's but luckily, the cartoon does carry on the romance. Okay, great. The cartoon Which knows. do you think? So you think the cartoon is canon? Ghostbusters I, I 100% think the cartoon I think most canon. people would think that. They really flesh out the characters in the cartoon. Yeah, I, I love the cartoon. If that was on when I was younger, like, it was probably... They were probably repeating some of the originals when I was younger, but then they also had, like, the newer ones, like Extreme Ghostbusters. Oh, Extreme that. Ghostbusters. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I did used to watch the cartoon as a kid. Which scared me a bit. I, yeah, I found it... Um, sometimes a little upsetting. I also couldn't deal with Ren and Stimpy. You used to yeah, make me feel I, a bit no, sick. I, I felt exactly the same. I hated that. My brother got really traumatised by it. Ren and Stimpy would frequently make him... Really? Really cry. Like, wow. he'd get really upset. Mm, um, it was the, but the animation style, there was a couple of other shows like that. But there was also things like Cow and Chicken, which was yeah, quite Cow freaky. and Chicken was weird, wasn't it? The cow... Cow used to talk like this! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the chick... The chicken was talking like that. I think so. And there was a devil for some and reason. Were, and he always had a, his arse on yeah, the show. There was a devil with a really. And the animator had really gone to town drawing his bar. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so and he was always going. Ooh. <laughs> Question for you, Another Eleanor. What's one. the best Muppet movie? I think Muppet Dream Ride. Yeah, exactly, correct. I think it's great. People say Christmas Carol, they're wrong. I think. Christmas Carol's pretty close though. It's great, but what Christmas Carol lacks is Tim Curry as Long John Silver. No, you're so right though. Um, it's you know, but I just love how it can be a Muppet movie with Muppets in it and still feel so much like the book and still have so much yes. heart and like proper stakes in it. It's what they do so well. Yeah, like the beginning is just so like um, atmospheric and mm. and all the yeah like. Billy Connolly and Jennifer Saunders, all these really yeah. good actors. Oh, it's so good. It, the kid is um, 
Kevin, um, Kevin Bishop, Bishop isn't, yeah. isn't that weird that he then went on to have quite a successful TV comedy career? Yeah, I remember because Amy Pond, what's her name, Karen Gillan, yes. was in it, wasn't she? Is she? she yeah, Good. she's sort of like the uh, sexy girl in a lot of the sketches. Oh, right. God, I didn't know she was... Right, okay. Him and Tim Curry, you know, the whole father-son oh. kind of relationship they have. And... It's great. Tim Curry, I feel... Right, I said this to somebody the other day. I feel like Tim Curry... Is always the best film, best thing about any film. I think you're right. I think you're like you right. look at something like the uh, 1990 adaptation of Stephen King's It. Oh yeah. He's the clown. Now that is hot garbage. That film. It's. I've always been too scared to watch it, but I have heard you know that. What? I, he looks scary though. He's amazing. He and he's having an absolute blast, but he gives it at least eighty percent more than he needs <laughs> to because it's rubbish. He could have phoned it in. It's terrible. I recommend watching it. It's good fun shit. Why watch. is it terrible? Like, is it just um, the adults are terrible actors yeah. in it? Uh, one thing the book did brilliantly was because it's my favourite book. It's Stephen King's it. The book goes between the timeline of the kids yeah. in the late fifties. They're all about eleven yeah. in the late fifties, and this town they live in starts kids go missing yeah. and. They, and every so often this killer clown will pop up and taunt them and then it appears as other things and they have a showdown. The end of the book is they have a showdown. They think they've killed it as kids, but it comes back 30 years later when they're adults. And the book swaps between the two timelines mm -hmm. and the finale, the, the last sort of 150 pages of the book are the kids versus it and the adults versus okay. it. But they switch between the two, and it's so that it's almost like it's happening at the same time. Time right, doesn't exist. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. The film and the new film, which the trailer looks great, but I'm upset they're doing it this way, is that they they go, the first section is the kids, yeah. and the next section is the adults. Yeah. And it's, they, they shouldn't have done that. Yeah. They well, it's just, there's so many things about books that make them so great to read that it's yes. so hard to translate. It is hard to translate and there's one bit in particular which I guarantee will not be in <laughs> the new film and it wasn't in the in the 1990 film. Stephen King made the decision and I don't I guarantee it wasn't for pervy reasons where the 11-year-olds they get lost in the sewers as they where they have their showdown with it. Yeah. They get lost in the sewers and they don't know how to get out and the one girl one goes I know what to do. I need to have sex with all of you and she has sex with all of them all six of these boys, and it's written not sexy, Yeah. and I think what it's meant to be, it's it's a huge fail, by the yeah, way, yeah, yeah. I think what it's meant to be, is my favourite book, but this is a fail, I think the idea is, because time doesn't exist down there, yeah. it's her as an adult, Okay. so, and, and she kind of remembers this as an adult, she goes, oh my god, I, all of you, it was all of you, and she like remembers it as an adult and thinks that's so weird, but I feel like it's now. Yeah. I think that's what he was going for. He shouldn't have written it. It's fucking weird. <laughs> so anyway, are they having sex as children? Yes. Well, yeah, and it's bizarre. And the idea is like it's the whole book is about loss of loss of childhood. Yeah. Because they're all like a bit fucked up, aren't they? Anyway. Yeah, that like some of them are from abused homes. Yeah. One of them, his kid, his bro little brother was murdered. Yeah. That's the intro of the book. Is yeah, yeah. One of them's little brother gets murdered by it. It's a very in we're talking about Tim Curry. It's a it's a very interesting book and the nineteen ninety film, it's like it it's like they've gone someone's gone, Okay, so you know this book is basically about 
lost childhood yeah. and and childhood memories being lost and and the, the loss of innocence and they've gone yeah 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 so it's about a killer clown spooky <laughs> <laughs> clown yeah 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 make the clown really creepy Tim Curry going <laughs> <laughs> um, Will Poulter that's a new one yeah he's not choice. he's not anymore isn't he Who no is it's a Skarsgård is now is it I think what happened it up. with that I don't know how because I thought he was a really I really like Will Poulter I think he's really talented I he's just thought fabulous he was isn't a, it was a really weird choice for it um, it is, yeah. He's, he's too young. He's, yeah, he's only about 22. I mean, for me, I'd have been happy if they got Tim Curry back. Oh, my Just God. Just get Tim Curry great. to do it again. It is um, Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård. Now, he's... he. He's, see, he's only he's 26. Young, yeah, he is, isn't he? Very young Skarsgård. I think it's... I, I'm sure there's a reason why they've cast it young. He dropped... Will Poulter dropped out due to other projects. Oh, OK. Um, I mean, yeah, still, I think... I think he should, because it's... You know, it's a sort of John Wayne Gacy figure, isn't it? Yes. So you want someone... Yeah, it was written around that time. A middle-aged man who's a bit... Yeah, who could technically... Well, he appears as a clown to not seduce children, but to, to draw them in. Entice with how, them, yeah. Um, how cool and clown-like he is. And he's always going, do you want a balloon? That's his thing. He doesn't go, do you want a balloon? He goes... He's always saying, Oh, we all float down here. It's really weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know it's it's because I've I really need to read more Stephen King because I really like him and It's I'm, great. He can't end a book, but the books are still I've, great. I have heard that can't end them. <laughs> it I feel like has a good ending, even though what it appears as at the end is ludicrous. But it makes sense in the book. Oh, uh, I do remember what was it? What was it? He it appears. So the idea is we can't see its true form at humans because yeah. our brains couldn't comprehend it. So it appears at the end. Is it not in a spider? Its, yeah, it's a giant spider, I mean, which I is the closest we can get terrifying and they the way it's described Stephen King's a great writer it's described and it's really repellent and yeah. they have to fight it anyway uh, in the film the 1990 film it appears as a very cheaply made stop motion oh, and when it no. it comes out of nowhere with kind of a woo, boo, boo, <laughs> soundtrack oh, and what? Uh, I, watching it at home I went oh, oh no oh what have they done because it's my favourite book yeah. And the adults in it are terrible actors. Some of the kids have gone on to... Like, Seth Green plays one of the kids. Oh, yes, so he does. Um, you know, actually, yeah. what me and Joss have been watching... What's that? Um, he's a really big fan of Goosebumps. And so for his <laughs> birthday last year, I got him the Goosebumps DVD of it. And um, What's that like? That's great. Is it's it? Really, like, they're so stupid, because I used to remember them as being really scary. I, Goosebumps used to scare the shit out yeah, of Yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch it. My mum would always be like... Don't, you know, I'm going to switch to TV off. Um, oh. And I was scared. And uh, anyway, but watching them now, I'm like, this is amazing. Like, this is really <laughs> scary. The thing was, uh, there's one with Ryan Gosling in it. Really? Yeah, because it's, it's Canadian. Canadian. It's Canadian, yeah. yeah. And um, uh, it's called Say Cheese and Die. And yeah. I remember this one? I had the book, one of the, I think it's like the second book. Yeah. Again, it also like not as scary as you think it's going to be, because no mm. one dies in it. <laughs> no. Isn't the camera just sort of take photos on its own? It, the, the camera take, if you take a photo of someone, the implication is they're going to die, but actually okay. mostly they just sort of fall off things or, <laughs> you know, no one ever really, lucky this no time. real peril <laughs> because it is a, a book for 10 year olds. Right. Um, but yeah, so Ryan Gosling is this like young kid and he's got this camera and it doesn't even look like a camera because it's meant to be this weird alien thing, but uh, okay. it's just hilarious. And you just look at him and you're like, I can't believe this is what he was doing. Does he show... The, the promise that would lead to him I, being an Oscar-nominated actor. I think so. I mean, it's hard to tell, but like, he's definitely not like awful. Right. Because there are some awful kids in that. 
and uh, yeah, I can imagine. As well, like I, I feel like he didn't have a lot to work with, but of course, I think he did pretty good. I love Ryan side. Gosling. Oh, yeah. I feel like he, obviously, he's attractive, sure, but sure. he seems just so great. I think and he does. Grounded. He was one of the Mickey Mouse Club with yeah Justin Timberlake. Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, and he was sort of the one who took the longest to be successful. But in the best way, probably. Yeah, and he seems like, I think all of them are probably fine. I really, Mm. particularly, having been a Christina Aguilera tribute, I really like Christina Aguilera. I like the fact that she went through a phase where she was like, yeah, I'm going to dress terribly and eat terrible food and wear loads of fake tan and deal yeah. with it and everyone said oh no she is going oh. off the rails and then she kind of like like hey I've had a couple of kids and I'm alright <laughs> she never really one. she never really became this heroin addicted she some heavy makeup yeah but she was kind of unapologetic about it and I like that I never really understood because I never saw it I just mm. heard about it afterwards I never really understood what the Mickey Mouse Club did what, what did they I do I think I feel like they didn't have a show. This is probably wrong. This is something I'm guessing. I feel like they didn't have a show. They used to be in links between shows on okay. the Disney Channel. Okay. And they dance. And Ryan Gosling wasn't very good at dancing. <laughs> Everyone else maybe, is great. Maybe they just looked at him and was like, he's going to be really good looking when he's older. Yeah. Maybe he was just like, the funny one. Yeah. Or something. The goofy one. He, yeah, he's great. Christina Aguilera and Gosling are my favourites. Do like Justin Timberlake. I'm sure Britney Spears is fine, but um, I... My enduring memory of her is when she was on The X Factor and she did a very lacklustre performance. Oh, and then afterwards, she was up, they asked her, Hey, Brittany, you've been working with the, uh, the finalists on The X Factor all week. And you could see her face going like, No, nah, I haven't. And then <laughs> yeah. they went, They said, Have you got any advice for them? And she couldn't even fake it. She just went, Um, just keep doing it. Oh, God. <laughs> she couldn't give a shit. Oh. I sort of respect that too, though. No, I can't. I can't really do it. <laughs> Crossroads, though. Crossroads, what a film. What a film. Yeah, what a weird film, because that was aimed at her fan base, who are sort of 9 to 13, I'd have said. Have you seen the nostalgia chick thing about it? No. So the, did she do one on Crossroads? She did. She did one with Todd in the Shadows. It's really funny. Oh, fantastic. Because, because it's kind of like, Brady Spears' fans are either like 9-year-old girls or 40-year-old men. Yeah. And this film isn't really designed for either of them. No, it's weird, it's got this it? weird, It's weirdly serious with this like rape baby storyline. Yes, and, and she like, loses the baby. Yeah, right? she falls down the stairs. Not Brady Spears, the friend. Yeah. And she loses the baby. The friend who's now in... Orange is the New Black. Is she? Yeah, she plays uh, a girl who gets raped in that as well. But it's almost very showgirls, and it's kind of like, <laughs> what, what did you think about this? Would have, like, why is this movie trying to be really dramatic? Just do like, I don't know, what's a good example of a pop star movie? Oh, it's sort of none, are they? Um, no, you know, just something like, like hearted with like, you know, like um, like Spice World. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. That's it's a really, weird film. It's weird, but it's not. None of them are trying to be like. There's no like abortion. Hard no, I think there's gags. If you look back on Spice World now, there's stuff in it where you'd go like, "Oh, I wouldn't want to show this to my no. teenage daughter." No. But I think it's twenty years ago, and it yeah. would have been you wouldn't have blinked an eye then. No, no, I think yeah. it's. Uh, but I, yeah, again, it's not trying to be like a soap opera. It's no, just absolutely. Being really stupid. Yeah, more than anything. There's something very surreal about the Spice yeah, World. Yeah, there's really a script in that I can't remember. But it's um, yeah, Michael Barrymore's in it. He shows up as a Richard drill sergeant. Richard E. Grant's in it. Oh, yeah. Doesn't he play a paparazzi? Oh, no, that's Richard O'Brien. I think Richard E. Grant is their manager. <laughs> of course he is. 
I love Richard E. Grant. I think it's, oh, bloody Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> I, again, I've got a massive crush on Richard E. Grant. Richard E. Grant, which will never doesn't, go away. He doesn't get enough credit for how handsome he is. He, he's, but he's so good. Oh, he's I a ridiculously so good looking man. Um, with Nail and I, unfortunately, he played his ultimate role as his first role yeah. with Nail. But I think he it's one of the all-time great film performances. That film was 30 years old last week. Was it? Did you, you did a thing about it, didn't you? Yeah, I had to write a thing about it for uh, Standard Issue, and it made it meant I could revisit it yeah. for about the billionth time. I think it's my favourite British film with Nell and I, mm-hmm. and I think that is, going back to Hot Fuzz, that whole best of British yeah, thing, yeah. it's that whole thing where it's uproariously funny yeah. and devoid of sentimentality, but lots of heart. Yeah, so yeah of no, heart. that's a good way to... I mean, Hot Fuzz has got it. a happy ending, and with Nell and I has got pretty much the bleakest ending of any film. Yeah. Makes the deer hunter look like fucking Shaft or something. <laughs> I can't remember what happens at the end of Shaft. Uh, it makes, you know, it's, it, it's for, a, for a film that mm. you're barely laughing at, the ending cuts like a knife. Yeah, no, so totally. Hot Fuzz doesn't have that. Um, I, I think, I mean, yeah, I just, no sentimentality but lots of heart is a very, because I think that's a very British thing as yeah. well. Yeah. Having lots of emotions but not being very good at dealing with them. I think, and America does more of the sentimentality thing. Oh, they love sentimentality. Because even their sitcoms are full of it. They really are. Like, annoying. Yeah, they have to have like a, a message in them. Or yeah. Something, which yeah. I think we don't, or we didn't used to anyway. No, there's. I suppose there's more of it now. I feel like it's not even a criticism of American no, TV and film either. They can, kind, they can get away with it. In the same way that we are not great at doing... I feel like America does medical dramas 50 times better mm. than we can. I'm not sure why that is, but we don't... Casualty, you can see when it's trying to be like House, and <laughs> yeah. it fails. You it's know, everything just, just feels more important in their medical world, whereas ours just feels a bit grimmer. Maybe, grimmer, it's but money. Maybe it's a money thing. It's probably money. It probably... I don't watch enough medical dramas. The only ones I've watched are the ones set in the past, because I'm really, Oh, yeah. I think that's... Like fascinating. Yeah. Didn't used to have X, Y, or Z. And mm-hmm. there was. Do you remember years ago they did Casualty nineteen oh seven? Did they? It was, <laughs> oh, it was so good. So it wasn't. It wasn't Casualty. Okay. It was called that to kind of hook people in. Okay. It was set at the Royal Hospital in. Did it have the same Whitechapel. music, but like played on a harpsichord? No, that would have been cool. Dun, 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 it was all based on diaries from the medical staff at the time. Amazing. And it, was like, it was one of the first sort of free hospitals just before the liberal reforms came in, and it yeah. was just really cool, like finding out what. what because like, it would be all based on like really weird true stories about like people coming in like there was one woman who'd come in because she was a suffragette and she was covered in acid but she'd thrown at someone and oh. there was like, one guy coming with a lion's tooth in his leg because he was a, a circus tooth. tooth tamer yeah <laughs> and like obviously like all this horrible stuff like child prostitution and right. kids coming in with gonorrhea and things but it was just oh, really Jesus. interesting and like how the nurses lived and yeah. how like strict it was and how sexist it was and it, I just really liked it yeah I just like thinking about how we don't have to deal with that kind of shit in medicine anymore. No. I'm really lucky. That sounds so much better than casualty. <laughs> well, again, like, I'm not very into drama because, especially not modern drama, because I just feel like I'm not, I'm, I like escapism and right. uh, I find it hard to watch real life funny fingers. But, yeah. Um, and then, like, um, I, if I want real life, I'll watch me true crime. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah. will I. I I'm so obsessed with, I like, I like all true crime and puzzles, etc. I'm really obsessed with the social aspect 
of like the OJ Simpson. Oh my god! Show. Oh my god! I got so obsessed with that. Did you watch the documentary? I watched the documentary. Oh, yeah. I only god. watched um, a wee bit of the TV series, mm-hmm. but um, it's I, great. Yeah, but I was so yeah. into the documentary. Yeah. And just like it made so much more sense because I kind mm. of knew that it was to do with like racism and like I mean that sounds naive, but like I knew that it was no, to no, do with the surrounding atmosphere, but it really helped to kind of basically show you how they had no choice but to find innocence. Yeah, and, and I found the the documentary, OJ Made in America, it was my favourite, whoops, it was my favourite film mm-hmm. I saw last year. I've never had a favourite film of the year via documentary, and that time it was an eight-hour documentary made for TV. Yeah. But it was the favourite thing I saw in any medium last year. It really contextualised the case, yeah. and it really, like, I thought I knew that case yeah. before I saw that saw that documentary. It turns out I like I knew OJ Simpson was a football player and then an actor. Yeah. I didn't realise he was the greatest no, football me neither. player of all time. And I think I don't even remember him before the trial because I was Oh, I certainly don't. I so, was yeah, like, eleven. We only yeah. re- we only think of him as that guy who murdered someone. Yes. But for everyone else it was like this amazing like if if David Beckham did the same thing. Yeah, it would be like if David Beckham was found had hacked had hacked Victoria Beckham <laughs> And I don't know, Michael Owen. <laughs> They'd been hacked to death, and he'd nearly he, cut her and, head off. and there were loads of yeah, her head was nearly off, and and there were lots of calls in the past about him, like she'd called. Oh the yeah, that for, was the worst bit I think for me. Horrendous, wasn't it? How much I mean, abuse? He was how terrified she sounded, she sounded on the phone yeah. and frustrated. Like I keep calling you guys. Yeah. No one keeps doing anything. And they go the the the. The the oh the emergency services woman on the other end goes, who is it? And she goes, it's OJ Simpson. You know who he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Like she's she she that frustration yeah. and fear, and you can hear him screaming in the background. Oh yeah, that's fucking terrifying. Absolutely horrendous. Just um, it was yeah, it was so good. It was so fascinating. That mm. ra- that racist cop as well. That yeah, the, and Berman. how he was how he was like. I mean, maybe he's not racist anymore, but I definitely feel like he was very defensive he, and very. I, like, I feel like he is a despicable human being who did his job properly. Yeah, I think that's like, like, it's I don't annoying, think, isn't it? He didn't have to fry emoji Simpson because he definitely fucking did it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> he didn't do anything. I mean, he's a racist. Yeah. But in this case, it, that's not no, really he did his important. Job. Yeah. Because <laughs> this guy still murdered these people. Absolutely. Well, and, and he, Mark Furman, I've seen a long interview with him uh, where he's defending himself against these claims of racism. And he comes across like a shit weasel. When asked <laughs> to describe his experience of working on the crime, yeah. it's the only point where he looks convincing. Yeah. So, like, I don't get the feeling that Mark Furman didn't do his job. I think the defence shouldn't have brought him in. Oh my god, the whole the prosecution shouldn't have brought Furman in. The whole thing, yeah, the whole. What an incredible documentary about race relations. Also, in just that um, Johnny Cochran as well. I had no idea. Yes. Like how, like, to be someone like that and know surely that your client is guilty. Oh, he fucking knew. And and yeah, but like, it was bigger than that case. That's how he. Yeah, felt. And exactly, I get why yeah. he felt that. It's insane. Um, mm. Also, just like, all the background, and then oh yeah, like because I have seen Juiced. Oh really? <laughs> I remember Stuart Laws showed it to me a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And again, he like, raps in it. He's like, "Why am I asking me so many questions?" It's like you're a rubbish rapper, OJ. Um, uh, what was it? I'm not a Simpson name, but how <laughs> <laughs> one of them ended. Um, but yeah, and I remember thinking, "What the hell is this?" And it was so. Have you seen it? It's so. I've never seen it in full. So no, I've seen insane. clips and that. So thing. yeah, but just the way. I mean, I've only seen. With mostly clips as well, but like mm. the way 
first of all, the way everyone, when, when they find out it's him, they're like, hey, it's O.J. Simpson. And I I'm know. like, why aren't you like, oh my God, it's O.J. Simpson. Yeah. But um, also just how yeah. unfunny and unconvincing it is and how weird and desperate he seems. He, well, he is, it's isn't really he? He's, he's gone, it's like he did it and is traumatised by it. Can never admit it, <laughs> but it's ruined his life. He would never admit it's ruined his life, but it has. And, yeah. And, I mean, he's in jail now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but it's also, it's also manipulative and creepy. And like, as soon as yeah. you know he's a domestic abuser, you're like, oh yeah, you're... Like the way you behave is so. And he was a good actor. Yeah, like, he was. Yeah, he, he's very charming showed, as well. The, yeah, and a good comedy performer. It's really bizarre this kind of sociopathic thing where they they can ape. Yeah. They can ape styles. Yeah. They, they, he he knows how people act when they are emotional, so he can replicate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. Hence him going off in the that slow car chase, oh, sitting in the back of the Bronco with a gun to his head when he. Didn't have any intention of killing himself, no. but he just wanted yeah. to be like, "Oh, look at me! This is really hard on me." Yeah, it's, it's, what it's, about me, everyone? I'm the victim here. It, by the way, everyone, if it turns out he didn't do it, we look like dicks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He did it though. He, the fact that the case ended, he was found not guilty, and he went, "My my plan is now." To find the killer, I won't <laughs> stop till I find the killer. And he never did a never did thing anything. to try and find the killer. Just playing golf again. Yeah, I liked how everyone said how bad he was at golf. That was quite funny. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know because I don't really know how you can tell someone's bad at golf. No, I don't. Uh, it just takes a lot of tries yeah. to get it in a hole. Like <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just thought it was really funny. I was like, yeah, he loved golf, but he was really shit at golf. <laughs> I think that's what will happen with Trump. Oh I yeah, I think it will come out that he's rubbish at golf. Did he, um, he's probably rubbish at everything. I think, yeah, he's, he's, uh, doesn't sound like he's a great businessman even. No, um, he's been bankrupt so many times. It, he's ridiculous. There's, there's an interview with Trump done after he's become president, and they're like, now you're going to see the real Trump. And of course I watched it, it's like, oh yeah, will I? <laughs> it turns out, when he's not banging on about Make America Great Again, yeah, yeah. and he's not going on about how sh- what a shit heap Hillary and Obama yeah. were... All he talks about, when, he, when he's just being reasonable Trump and talking yeah. normally, he just talks about golf and yeah. how good he is at it and how he can help other people get better at it. He's so boring. He's so He's white. He's got nothing. Yeah, he's like, he's like the Wasp most whitey white man. <laughs> yeah. Like the most privileged, boring, mm. empty man who has nothing. He's like some tedious fuck you'd meet at a wedding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, of course, uh, if you want to improve your game. You know, I drive a BMW 5 Series and uh, I get actually, it. I people think you don't get good miles to the gallon. You actually do. They're not I, bad. I don't, That's I, true. I don't give a shit. <laughs> don't care about really any of Really nice to meet you. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah just... you're, so you're Uncle Mike. Okay, great. Bye. Bye. Have you seen Bedazzled? Yes. Oh, my God. Liz Hurley and... Brenda Fraser. Brenda Fraser, oh my god. And she's she just appears in several sexy outfits. Yeah. So, oh, I'm the devil. I'm, I'm the devil. I'm British. Um, <laughs> you know who directed that? No. Harold Rowan. Really? Yes. <laughs> oh, Harold Rowan. I know. Do you know what else he directed, which I don't think gets enough credit? Uh... Is uh, Analyse This. Oh, really? He, that was a, it's Robert De Niro and is a gangster and Billy Crystal, he's sort of parodying his old roles. Billy Crystal plays his therapist Mm. because he's, keeps finding, he's sort of having a midlife crisis and keeps breaking down in tears. And he starts seeing a psychiatrist and it's Billy Crystal who gets drawn into his schemes. (laughs) And it's, I think it's massively underrated. It's a film where 
Um, the script is so good, you didn't need yeah. actors like Billy Crystal and Robert De Niro for it to succeed. Yeah. And yet you've got actors that are so good, they lift a script. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Analyse this is amazing, but Harold Ramis directed that. It was originally offered to Scorsese, who said, I'm busy. <laughs> so Harold Ramis went, I'll do it. It's great. I'm going to watch that again. He has had some... It wasn't Groundhog Day, but he also did something like Groundhog Day. I can't remember what it was. Should we close with the Harold Ramis filmography? Let's do it. Harold Ramis. He's great. in. He he shows up for a little acting cameo in As Good As It Gets, which is another underrated film for me. Oh, he did do Groundhog Day. That is his. Oh. National Lampoon. Caddyshack. Caddyshack. National Lampoon's Vacation. Ah. So he's done... Oh, he's on a battle. Where's this whole filmography? Here we go. So he directed uh, Plot Paradise. What the fuck is that? I don't know. But he's written a lot as well. He has. Did he? So he wrote Rover Dangerfield. And Groundhog Day wrote it as well. Ah, fantastic. Oh, and he's the neurologist in it. Oh. Dr. Egon Spencer. He directed a film called Stuart Saves His Family. A film that has not... Stood the test of time, by the look of it. High fidelity, what was he in? Oh, he's an actor. He's the dad, he played, yeah. Oh, look, scenes deleted. Aww. Bedazzled, so he wrote, directed and produced Bedazzled. I bet I bet he was annoyed when it was happening. He did year one. Wow. Oh, he did what wow. card did you... Oh, no, he didn't need to see it. Year one? Isn't that got... Um... Isn't that... Yeah, yeah. that one. Jack, Jack Black and Michael Cera, that's that... a terrible yeah, film. Yeah, I never saw it, it looked terrible. Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Oh, he's just in it. Yeah. Okay. Lachaim. Oh, what is that? Lachaim. Yeah, he plays a, a Jewish guy in uh, a Jewish music producer. I don't in know Jewish terms. Walk Hard. Um, <laughs> so his last. Oh, that's sad, isn't it? His last film that he directed was Year One. Yeah. A film where Jack Black and Michael Cera play cave people. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Which you know, takes us back to the beginning again. We really filled our time. We are very good at We've talking. To, <laughs> top talkers. People are going to go, hour and a half, why is it only 20 minutes then? It's because when I listened back to it... It was all terrible. It was all libelous. It was, <laughs> it was talking about how much we hate Michael McIntyre. Yeah, bloody Michael McIntyre, hands on in the cinema. <laughs> well, guys, thank you very much for listening. Uh, Eleanor, where can they find you? Um, where can, where can our readers find you? <laughs> you can find me at Eleanor Morton on Twitter mm-hmm. and if you just Google me as well that's quite an easy way to find all the stuff I do and yeah. uh, I'm doing lots of previews soon. oh yeah I think I'm going to release this in the next few days yeah. so yeah when, when's your next preview uh, the 24th with Ed Axel oh that's good Kings in London so. yeah and then where's the next one I don't know if you're in Wales, you should come to Mac Festival. Go to Mac Fest. It's the best festival. Everyone says so. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what else what, I'm doing. Um, oh, what time's your Edinburgh show on? It's on at midday. Oh, perfect. They can start their day with Edinburgh. It's Eleanor. Eleanor. <laughs> <laughs> they will be in Edinburgh. <laughs> they, if you're in Edinburgh, start your day with Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> what time are you? Um, at 6.50. Oh, nice. 6.50pm. And your show is Angry Young Woman. Angry Young Woman, and it's sort of about... Midday at the Stand. Midday at the Stand. It's kind of about feminism and women through history and just sort of 
things that annoy me and oh. also about films a wee bit as well so there you go i can't wait to see it i'm hoping that they'd like you going and here's things that annoy me and then you go into detail about an awful podcast you recorded. <laughs> Susanna, she, Susanna Kempner. Uh, let's just call her Pluzanna Blimpner. Let's just call her... And I'll be watching going like, oh, this probably isn't about me. No, 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 you'll <laughs> be fine. It's definitely not you. Yay! <laughs> and it was called Blues on Blim. Uh, my, it can't be me. My mum's called Suze on Film. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye! Bye! <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed. If you did enjoy, please give us a subscribe on iTunes, maybe even a review. Not if it's shit, though. And you can follow me on Twitter, at SoozUK, S-O-O-Z-U-K. United Kingdom, for now. Thanks. Bye!